Hey, Kenzie, you know what bothers me? What, Casey? Terrible intro music. Oh, bother! Okay, so welcome to the first installment of our new podcast called Oh, Bother. Oh, Bother. Exactly. In which we talk about uh, some of the things that have been bothering us. Uh, in our lives. However, we aren't going to be just like fruitlessly complaining. We are going to be investigating the things that bother us and hopefully coming to a satisfying conclusion by the end of the podcast. We have actually done research on these tiny, silly things that don't quite annoy us, but bother us. It's a very important distinction. Yes, exactly. But however, at the start of this podcast, we are going to be talking about some of the little things that bothered us uh this week just like 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 as an appetizer to the main course uh and these things don't have a happy conclusion this is this is just us complaining right off of the bat anyway yeah so my name is casey my name is kenzie and i am going to be talking about uh for to start off this podcast bread particularly slices of bread this was what bothered me this week, okay? I made a sandwich with this bread that I got at Trader Joe's, and the bread was too big to fit into my Tupperware, so I had to squeeze it in. Wait, and what kind of bread was it? It was whole wheat bread from Trader oh. Joe's. And I'm trying to... That should fit. I squeeze it into my sandwich-sized Tupperware, and then and when I'm uh, at lunch, I have to, like peel it out of my Tupperware. I have to like peel the sandwich out. And that really bothered me this week. I've bought other bread from Trader Joe's, smaller slices of bread, but I don't like that little bread. It's too small. I don't like little bread. I like big bread. Wait, is this a Tupperware that's like shaped like a slice of bread? It's not shaped like a slice of bread, but it is the Tupperware was designed for sandwiches, theoretically. It's, a, it's supposed to be a large enough square that the bread should be right. able to fit in there. So I guess it's not really a bread problem. Maybe it's a Tupperware problem. Right. That's my... Well, because I've bought Tupperwares that are shaped like a slice of bread, and they haven't fit a slice of bread in them, and I think that's really misleading. But, like, even that... I mean, that should fit a piece of bread. It really should. Um, but then again, maybe this is also just a me problem. Maybe mm. I should go out and buy bigger Tupperware. Maybe no, I should go out and buy. This. Maybe I should go buy smaller bread. You know, maybe I'm just bothered by me. You shouldn't have to have tiny sandwiches. Like I would say, buy some bigger Tupperware. But my Tupperware doesn't fit sandwiches either, so I'm just wasting plastic bags left and right. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. Anyway, what was the little thing that bothered you this week? Okay, so um, this bothers me like ongoingly, but I hate when people refer to things as adulting. Like, when they turn adults into a verb, because you are an adult. Like, once you become an adult, you're always an adult. There's no period of the day. Like, even if I'm doing something stupid, which I do, like, if I bought a super soaker, that would still be adulting because I'm using my real adult money to buy a super soaker, you know? Mm. That's weird. What word would you use? How would you phrase it uh, to describe the the thing that most people describe as adulting is doing things that are, you know, that were typically we relied on our parents for, you know, paying bills, making doctor's appointments, um, going to get our, you know, car fixed and service. What what phrase would you use to describe those adult tasks? I would just describe them as their own tasks, like running errands, I guess. I don't know. Like, there are definitely 
Like, there are parts of your life that seem more adult, but then at some point, that just becomes your life, and you're just an adult. Do you feel, do you feel like an adult? Because I guess I don't feel like a true adult yet. I'm 25, so I don't feel like an adult, but, like, I know I am one. That's fair. You reach a point where it's like, you're just, you're in it. Like, it's not a part-time thing anymore. You're just, you're out in the ocean of adult life. Was that too bleak? No. I mean, yes, but I mean, it's also true. Anyway, let's move on to our main topic for the week. Uh, So... Let's just tell this whole story. So this started a few, well, about a month ago. Really? Yeah, this was oh about a goodness. month ago. It's been a month of us talking about this? Yes. Yeah, so. Oh my God. I drove by a restaurant here in Los Angeles and I couldn't figure out what the name of this restaurant was, okay? Uh, it was spelled burger and then with the letters I-M at the end. Now I posed the question... Is it pronounced Burger M or is it pronounced Burger I M? Because the, you know, the sign uh, strangely emphasizes the I M at the end. It says burger, the word burger is all in white. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, the I and the M are in orange. So the emphasis is definitely on the M. And they're like smaller and they're underlined. Exactly. There's a lot of emphasis put on that M in the sign, which... Yeah. Makes it uh, difficult to understand how to pronounce it. So I made an Instagram poll. I said, do you, do you pronounce it as a, like it, like burger? How did I phrase it? Does it, it... Was burger I'm or like, does it rhyme with time? Uh, no, I said, does it, is it pronounced burger I am or does it rhyme with burger Tim? Something <laughs> like that. And... The results, honestly, were yeah. 50-50 split. Exactly 50-50. I, I would say maybe 14 people voted, even though this was a huge issue, and I feel like everyone should. I know, that's weird that only 14 <laughs> people had an opinion. But, yeah. these are all over the valley, like... Yeah, it was, I've seen them in a bunch of places. I, I think I need more LA friends on my Instagram. But anyway... Oh, no. It, <laughs> anyway, it was a 50-50 split, so... Uh, but one of our friends was particularly bothered by this. She was perhaps the more bothered by it than we were. Yeah. So, she actually, so yeah. I was sitting in the break room with our friend Jen, and um, we were looking at Casey's Instagram post, and I was asking her about it, and we looked at the results. We saw that they were 50-50, and she goes... I'm just going to call them. And I'm like, you can't just call them and say, how do you say your restaurant name? Like, that's impolite. But she decided to do it anyway. And she just called the restaurant and they didn't like answer the phone and say, hi, this is Burger Inn or whatever the name of the restaurant is, because we still don't know. Um, Do we know? We'll find out. Um, But she had to ask them. She asked the lady on the phone how do you pronounce the name of your restaurant? And the lady was like really angry about it. And she said, Burger Am. So, yeah. I can see why someone might be annoyed by that. <laughs> Me too, but like but make also, it clearer. Yeah, because we haven't seen any like commercials for this restaurant. Right. We haven't seen any audio-based advertisements at all. So there's really no way to tell how to pronounce this sign or pronounce this restaurant name except from... 
our own ability to read the sign, which is confusing. Yep. And then hearing someone at the restaurant pronounce the name, which we also have not yet done. At this point. At this point. So, so. of course, we went to the restaurant. Yes, we did actually <laughs> go to the restaurant because, I mean, we looked up we looked up the restaurant a yeah. little bit, first of all, and we found out that it is uh, an Israeli-style burger joint, which is interesting. Yeah. I, we didn't... Uh, that's an interesting concept for a restaurant, so we decided to go in and try it, partially because uh, the concept of this restaurant is interesting. You get burgers in packs, so instead of just getting one burger, you get, like, two burgers or three burgers, or if you're with a bunch of people or just feeling crazy, you can get, like, 16 burgers in a box. See, um, when you originally told me that it was only burgers in packs, I was so freaked out by that just because the idea of having multiple burgers for a meal just seems weird. And we thought they were slider size, but, like, they're not slider size. They're, like, the size of, what would you say, like, 60% of a regular burger, maybe? Yeah, like, for sure. Like, not half the size. It's probably, like, 60% of the size of a We definitely, burger. like, we got two packs, and I ate a burger and a half, and I was full, but then I was like, I should finally finish this, because it was rather expensive, and... <laughs> It was a good price. It was... There were good burgers. Like, I'm not going to sit here and knock it and say that I'm not going to go again. Obviously, I'm going to go again. Yeah, it was a good... So, the food was good. The food at this restaurant was good. But that was not... Because we like burgers. We want to go try this new burger place. Yeah. That was not the only reason we went. We went so we could hear the waiter pronounce the name of the restaurant. Right. So, we heard one guy pronounce it two different ways. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Same guy. So, the first guy said... You know, us, welcome to Burger M. Finally, we got our answer. That's what it is. Yep. But as we're sitting down at the table, uh, eating our food, another, uh, some customers come in, and the guy pronounces the name again, but this time he pronounces it Burger Eam. Yeah! Where did that come from? We didn't even know that one was an option. Right. And then here it is being thrown out. I almost spit my burger out. It's just like, Burger Eam, where did that come from? And it was the same guy, y'all. Since then, we've done some more research. Right. We've watched videos of uh, companies going and try, or uh, news outlets going out and trying uh, Burger M, Burger M, however you want to yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, CBS and um, LA went there. We've watched videos of just, you know, random YouTubers trying the place. And for the most part, it seems like people pronounce it Burger M. Right. But we still have not found an official company video in which yes. someone, like an official represent like representative well, is pronouncing no the... but the cbs video had the founder right or a marketing team person oh was she the founder i don't think she was the founder because i haven't seen anything about the founder i think she was a pr person in that yeah video. i yeah. think i don't know there seems to be a miscommunication between their la franchising and like the other restaurants and what's weird is i actually passed a burger M the other day Burgerim, I guess, um, that looked like their old logo. So they mm-hmm. have two different logos. They have one where the I am at the end is really emphasized. And then they have another one where it's just like all in white. And then it says like, because you can't have just one. Yeah, I think so, that was their motto. Yeah. All, what, is, what is their motto? Always more than one. So yeah. That's the thing about always more than one. After doing more research, we found an article that told us that uh, Burgerim uh actually translates to many burgers in hebrew 
Right. That's what it means. And that's but it's whole, pronounced burgerine. And that's their whole bit is, you know, you get more than one burger. That's why it's so it all it all comes together. It all makes sense. Because, um, again, this is an Israeli style burger joint. So it makes sense that their uh, name is, uh, you know, a Hebrew phrase, so to speak. What doesn't make sense and what bothers us is the sign, the new sign. Right. Because like what Kenzie is saying, their old signs, it was just one word, it was all in white, but these new signs emphasize the I am to such a point yep. that people who have never heard of the restaurant, as we had never heard of it until we saw these signs, we couldn't figure out how to pronounce it. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with just having a sign that says burgerim or burgerim, whichever way you pronounce it just by itself because that's not a normal word so it would draw my attention anyway exactly i mean i don't think maybe other people maybe they've done like market research and people don't read the entirety of words but i mean what i've heard with reading words quickly is that you notice if the first and the last letter of the word are the same as what you know like sometimes if they scramble the interior of the word you won't be able to notice. So, like, if they were Ruger, like, if they were <laughs> Ruger instead of Burger, we would not notice that. Like, they would need to emphasize that. But the M at the end is, like, we notice that. There's no reason to emphasize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think our conclusion here is it's a good restaurant. It it's is. got an interesting backstory. It was uh, founded by a, a woman yeah. from Israel who studied culinary, uh, who went to culinary school in New York, and then opened the first Burger M in Israel. So, and then it came over to the United States. Um, Can we talk a little bit about what the restaurant was like? Because I feel like. That, I mean, the food was good, so I'll go back, but, like, the restaurant was really kind of weird. Well, we were at a smaller one. I think there are, I think there are bigger I'm definitely gonna go to other ones, but, like, this one was really interesting because, okay, so first of all, be prepared to be overwhelmed by the menu. Yeah. Like, the menu will scare you. Um, in a good way, I would say. Yeah, it's very helpful when the, you know, you go to these restaurants and the waiters are like, have you ever been here before? And you say no, and then they explain how to order. Because, you know, it was, you know, slight, I, I mean, not complicated, but I wouldn't have been able yeah. to, you know, intuitively just order from this menu. I did appreciate have some having someone explain it to me. You pick your bread, you pick your meat. And they have, like, what is it, like, eight different types of meat? Yeah, they have, I, yeah, I think it's eight different burger patties. Which is overwhelming to me. And then they have, like, five different styles. You can order the burgers. Um, you have, like, special add-ons. Uh, yeah. You can really get, there's, like, a ton of different burger combinations. We were watching a YouTube video of this one guy who was, like, the math guy from a news station. And I forget which news station it was, but it was very strange. And he was, like, talking about how many different combinations of burgers you can make there. And it was, like, up in the millions. And I'm like, that seems... Was it up in the millions? That okay. Like, I don't Maybe know. it was in the thousands, but that's still, like, too many burger combinations for me. I think me. we should have been taking notes. <laughs> we should have been taking video. notes. Whatever. We know more than people who have not watched extensive YouTube videos on Burger Burgerim. Burgerim. 
I think I've settled on Burger M. I think I'm probably because Burger M sounds weird because no one says it like that here. I think I think at one point it was Burger M. Maybe. I just can't think of a similar word in English that ends in I-M that we pronounce as eem. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So that's why I think it's supposed to be M, but... In America? I, well, not in America, but, like, just in general. I've, I, I, we've only ever heard the one guy pronounce his burger eem so Wait, far. but, like, no. <laughs> Wait. Can we Google that? Is that a thing that we can find on Google? The what? How to pronounce burger eem in Hebrew. Burgerim. You know what? I'm just going to keep saying Burgerim, and I think I'm going to be fine with that. Oh, but also, like, if you go in this restaurant, and even if you don't go in, you can, like, see from the outside. Um, their countertop blinks different colors. Like, it's a light-up burger sign. The one we went to, anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that's a... I don't know uh, if that's consistent. a franchise one. Yeah, I don't know if that's consistent consistent across all the burger M's, but yeah. I was driving by it late one night and the counter top the counter the front of the counter right. was flashing different colors like a disco. It was very overwhelming. And it like flashes quickly between the colors. Like it's not it's not like a slow fade between right. the colors. No, it's, it's, a, it's like a strip club. It's a it's a it's a rave. It's a rave. A rather. That's the nicer way to describe it. Thank you, Casey. Um, also, they play music, like, you know when you go into Party City, and, like, maybe you've never been to Party City, because maybe you don't throw parties that are very specific? Anywho, um, when you go into Party City, they play, like, these songs that are familiar, but they're not by the artists that actually sing them, so it's like Mm. Kids Bop, but with adults. Mm. Like, it's definitely adult voices, I think. I've been to Party City, but I've never really noticed the music in Party Cities. But I did notice the music in Burger M. It was <laughs> distracting. Now, I feel like we're criticizing the best one. I like no! this place. It just it has We were confused. There's just a lot of interesting choices <laughs> that I, you know, didn't expect. Yeah. The flashing counters, the uh, the endless covers playing over the speakers. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a good choice. Interesting choice. Again, burgers are great. Gonna go back. Yeah, definitely gonna Probably go back. Probably not soon, because the one that we went to was kind of far out of my way. But they're opening, like, literally all over the valley. Mm-hmm. Soon. Well, they, they say coming soon, and they don't have any kind of date. And there's one, like, walking distance from where I live. And I'm like, I really want to go there regularly. Like, I want it to become a part of my life. But... <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like too much. Maybe I don't want it to become a part of my life. I don't know. It's closer to me than Shake Shack. Yeah. That's, yeah. I love Shake Shack, though. Don't even, don't even get me started on Shake Shack. That's a whole other genre of food to me. Anyway, I think what we started with was, uh, we started being bothered by this, was we just wanted to know how to pronounce the name of this restaurant. Right. Burger M, Burger I M, the sign is confusing. And then yep. we ended up going down a deep rabbit hole where I am reading articles in the LA Times from 2016 yep. that are telling me, you know, what the name translates to in Hebrew and who, like, the founder is and all these different things. And it was strangely difficult to find an answer to this question. We which still I think don't is, really have an answer. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is the most interesting part about this <laughs> is how 
difficult it has been to figure out how to pronounce the name of a restaurant. Much and, like a cold case, this will go unanswered. And you, well, you've had this ha- similarly happen though when you were applying to work at a bridal shop. Oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. Okay, so, but I got the answer then. You you did get the answer. Okay, but you had. To- I'll tell the story. <laughs> so Anthropology has a line of bridal stores called. It looks like it says B H L D N, and that's all. There's no vowels in the word. So I applied for a job there and then I interviewed there and I thought that it was like when I was going into the job interview I thought that it was BHLDN and I like memorized the acronym because I thought like it was weirdly difficult to memorize because those aren't like memorable letters but I got in there and the lady who talked to me was like oh welcome to Beholden and I'm like what how (laughs) And then it suddenly made all this sense to me, and yeah, so that's how you pronounce that. If you have a friend that's getting married soon, my sister's getting married soon, and she got her dress there, so our bridal party's been having quite some time being convinced that that's called Beholden. But yeah, that's another frustrating one. Yeah, I think this was my first experience with a store that is, I mean, there's many, like... In many other aspects of my life, I run into things where I don't understand how to pronounce, you know, the names of people, yeah. the names of places, uh, the names of, I don't know, even just different kinds of food, like um, the Greek food. I'm already going to mispronounce it. Gyros? Gyro? Yeah, I think it is gyro. I say gyro sometimes. I used to say gyro. Me too. Unapologetically, because but, I was completely ignorant. I had no idea. But this is a marketing <laughs> team, so we should know how to pronounce it because it's marketing. This one was frustrating because it looks, it looks so simple. Yeah. And yet it hasn't been. There have been no commercials. There have been... No, there's no advertising in which the name has been pronounced there. The sign is confusing. Well, maybe they will get commercials when they finally open the restaurants. Yeah. They'll of probably course, do radio also, ads. There, there was, so based on the articles that I've read, there's been a Burger M in Los Angeles for quite some time, you know, pretty decently far away from us. It's only now that they are opening one here that we've started to uh, hear of it. So maybe there are commercials out there. Maybe there are commercials for Burger Room that are in the other parts of the United States where this restaurant is, or like in uh, Israel where the restaurant is based. But then also, it, when I put it into YouTube, why can't I find any video, like any commercials for the restaurant if they exist? Yeah. Um, that's weird. Because even like like Shakey's has commercials. I don't know. Like all sorts of places I've never eaten before have commercials radio advertising wait just a second okay their u.s international corporate headquarters is in encino california Mm. we could go there we're not going to but we could and it's important to me that you know that we're not going there this is in what do they call it an open source investigation where you just google things you don't actually talk to anyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so we have a technical name for our podcast. We're an open source investigation on things that bother us. I think if we were annoyed rather than bothered, we would go there. I think that's the important distinction. Open source 
intelligence is data collected from publicly available sources to be used in an intelligence context. I don't know if what we're doing is that intelligent, but that's I think it's very intelligent. Uh, I mean, it's like talking about a cold case. Right? Yeah. 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 Except. Except it's very present. It's very present. And I'd say it's more relatable. Like it. It's a good thing that it's more relatable because if murder was relatable, that'd be really what a sad world we live in. Well, yep. What a dark world. <laughs> what a dark world. I mean, like, I can't relate to murder. Yeah, I can't relate to being murdered, at least. Yeah. Or, like, committing a murder. I can't relate to that. It's interesting. <laughs> Is it more interesting than Bergerin? Probably not. I- <laughs> there's, listen, there's got to be some podcasts out there that aren't about true crime. Yeah. Here, here we are. We have, like, no gore for you. This is, like, our little plug at the end of the episode. Yet. We have yep. no gore for you yet. We we may have we may be bothered by gore at some point. Stay tuned for episode two of Oh Bother, when I talk about why embalming chemicals <laughs> make me sick. <laughs> Isn't a specific brand. <laughs> yes, a specific brand of embalming chemicals really just grinds my gears. <laughs> Wait, do you think they have different brands of them? They must. Oh my god, so there are not only people who are embalmers, like that's their job to deal with dead bodies, but there's also definitely like companies that make the embalming fluids. I imagine, I mean, this is just me guessing, but <laughs> we went way down further down this rabbit hole than I thought we were going We went to, off on a but... tangent. This is a podcast. We're allowed to go off on a tangent. Anyway, I would guess that whatever is used, like embalming fluid, is probably the same fluid that is used to, like, you know, store uh, oh yeah di- animals for dissection. I don't know, but, like, if you were going through your life and, like, you worked at a chemical plant that made, like embalming fluids for all we know embalming fluids are the same as like pickling fluids for you mean pickles. vinegar is that you how think you it's vinegar you think they just pump vinegar through the veins of a body i mean probably <clears throat> more than that okay maybe... i don't want to talk about why i know so much about embalming the, then don't i you know what actually it's less embarrassing for you, me to just tell you the real reason i was writing a sitcom that took place in a funeral home like in college so I know yeah. a little too much about that. I was going to use the word formaldehyde, but oh, formaldehyde—that's yeah, not what they do. It. Pickles. The and... first question. Okay, fun fact: when you Google embalming fluid, one of the first <laughs> things that comes up is people also ask, and then the first question is: Is it safe to drink embalming fluid? Well, is it? So apparently, <laughs> uh, no, right? So it says as little as a teaspoon would make you pretty sick. <laughs> pretty sick. Okay. Well, good thing we don't have any. Yeah. That being said, uh, there's already formaldehyde and methanol in us as we speak. Oh, yikes. That bothers me. I'm bothered that you told me that. I I mean, obviously we have methane because, you know, farts. But um, I... So the thing about us as human beings and this stage of our life, like, our humanity Mm -hmm. existence is... We eat so many processed foods that, like, even, like, after you get embalmed and all these different things, like, just all the stuff we're eating is preserving us extra long. Oh, well, that's creepy. Oh, so we're just, like... Because all the preservatives that we eat all the time. 
I read that somewhere. That might actually not be true, but or maybe that's just an urban legend. But you know yeah. what bothers me and is also super gross, and it's actually related to this. I'm mm-hmm. not like doing a wild swing here, but graphic alert. Um, sometimes when I'm really bored and I'm just like standing around, it occurs to me that like underneath my skin there's just like fluid and like bags of goo, you know. Do you want yeah. to think about, like, what your body's made out of? I try not to. I went to the eye doctor <laughs> a few weeks ago. And she... So I have terrible eyesight. Oh, no. Like, super, super bad eyesight. And uh, they took... Um, they did a process that's similar to dilating the eyes, but without uh-huh. the fluid. No. And they took pictures of the inside of my eyes and then showed them to me. Oh, I, I don't those. want to know what the inside <laughs> of my eye looks like. And so then she gets out like this model of an eye. It's, no. like, it's made out of rubber. And she says, this is what a normal eye looks like. Oh. But your eye is bad. So And then she squishes it. And so <clears> your eye is stretched out like this. And Jesus I'm like, Christ. I don't want to know that my eyes are slightly oval shaped <laughs> i don't want to know that but i do now and apparently the like inners uh the edges of my eyes are stretched very thin also there are no holes oh in them no yet, but there might be a one day so that's fun Ugh, gross i didn't want to know any of that but now i do so i don't like thinking about the inside of my body any information that a doctor gives me like bothers me okay so this is what happened to me on that end I injured my back working when I worked retail. I injured my back. So I had to go to the doctor and they did an x-ray of my back. And I'll never forget the doctor put it up on the x-ray board like on TV. And I'd never seen that before, but I was very nervous because I've never seen the inside of my body before. And like, uh, um, and he pointed to it and my spine is a little bit crooked. And he was like, you have a little bit of scoliosis. Not enough to be worried about, but a little bit of scoliosis. And I'm like, what the hell? I would, I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. And I just felt like ached out for so long. It's still, uh. Did they recommend any sort of correction? No. He was just like, you don't need to be worried about it. You just have a little bit of scoliosis. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Am I going to break in half? Like, what the fuck? The fuzz. That's, the fuzz. That's, I don't know how appropriate this is going to be. That's strange that they didn't, I don't know, give you a brace or something. I know. And I'm like, I, I would have worn the brace because, I mean, my back was killing me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Doctors. Doctors and their interesting things that they tell you. Anyway, that was a, we really went down a tangent there, but I um, Let's let's wrap up this burger room conversation now. Uh, so again, our our biggest we don't have a problem with the restaurant. All right, we don't. got some interesting choices in terms of aesthetic, but overall the food is great. The food I, is amazing. I am a big fan of their burgers. Um, a two pack was probably a bit much for me because that equaled like about one and a half burgers. You I'd know, say. if we split a two pack. That would probably be fine. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if you don't eat a lot of food, like, I would just split a burger and an order of fries with, or split the two-pack and an yeah. order of fries with one person. That's probably enough food. We, like, we were watching that one YouTube video, though, and the guy in it was like, you gotta order three because you gotta try all of them. And it's like, don't get a three-pack unless you're an adult man, I would say. Or, like, you have a really big appetite. 
Yeah, I'd say a normal adult man could probably handle three burgers. I don't understand how many. I mean, I, I'm a small adult woman, and right. I, I ate two and an order of sweet potato fries. It was just, it was a struggle by the end. Because they, like, it, by the end, it's probably roughly the size of one and a half burgers. I normally yeah. eat one burger. Uh, but anyway, again, conclusion. <laughs> Aesthetic is interesting. Food is good. Our biggest problem was with the sign because the sign makes it confusing uh, to understand how to pronounce the name of the restaurant. I feel like they're not going to listen to this podcast. I hope they do. Hi, Burgerim. Please I mean, fix your sign. I, I'm not telling them to fix their sign. I kind of <laughs> respect the fact that it's so confusing. Because you know what? You want to know the truth? I don't know if I would have eaten there if I wasn't so confused about how to pronounce the name of the restaurant. That's actually fair. It yeah. would have just been another burger joint that I don't go to. But <laughs> now like, we go. Now we go. They lured us in with their name. Just confusing us. Yeah. What's that? That's that quote from, uh, was it Blades of Glory? You know, it's provocative. It gets the people going. It does. <laughs> that's, it worked. As my dad would say, well, you're talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we've actually, I think this is actually a pretty satisfying conclusion. I think we've come to the conclusion that even though it annoyed us so much, they're, I respect their marketing. I like because you're trying to find the, like you're digging for this sense of closure but like i just came to this conclusion and now i have this sense of conclusion i don't have any closure i still don't know how to pronounce it and i'm gonna pronounce it burger in and i'm probably gonna go back and forth and it's yeah but i'm fine with it because the burgers are good i'm i'm satisfied with the conclusion i came to that wow it was really like (laughs) I was having. I'm ex- happy you're satisfied. Yeah. I was like having an existential crisis about how to <laughs> pronounce the name of this restaurant, and now yeah. I feel this sense of relief because you know what? I'm glad it one got of us me. Does. It got me through the door. <laughs> I can respect that. Okay. Anyway, I guess this concludes our first episode of Oh, oh bother. bother. We might do this again. We'll see. I think we will. We'll see how this one. I'll bother turns Casey out. until we make another one. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. If if you listen to this whole thing, really, though, congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> what a journey you've been on. Oh, anyway, oh, <laughs> we might be back. We might play some outro music right now. If not, I'm Ooh. just gonna cut off into awkward silence now. Anyway, goodbye. Bye.